A couple of weeks back, I talked about a notion I'd had. A year-long festival celebrating valley life. The Year of the Valleys, 2024. I was inspired by a book I'd come across, an account of the original Year of the Valleys in 1974. In two years' time, see, it'll be half a century since then. And I reckon its time has come again. I put the idea forward in a jokey way, as though it was a conversation I was having about New Year resolutions. A conversation with myself in one of my weird dreams. The Year of the Valleys? Aye. I heard about the heads of the valleys, but never the Year of the Valleys. Some kind of communal listening device, is it? <laughs> in a way it is, yes, but it's the Year of the Valleys, a 12-month. In two years' time. It'll be half a century since 1974. Time for a redate, like an upboot. Precisely. It's not like we don't need it, is oh, it? Oh, aye, we definitely don't not need it. No doubt presenting it like that made it sound as though I wasn't entirely serious. I was. Let me explain why. The Year of the Valleys 1974 was inspired by a non-conformist minister, the Reverend Erastus Jones, who was based in Aberfan. The terrible disaster there was still very, very raw in people's memories, but there was a real attempt to reach out to the whole coalfield, to see it as a single community with distinct problems and interests at a time when it was still unusual for planners and politicians to do that. As a result, Erastus Jones talked about the valleys becoming much more self-aware and of those in power becoming much more aware of the valleys. 1974, he said, was the year when valleys with a small v became valleys with a capital V. A proper name, an entity, a thing in and of itself. How did they manage to achieve that? Well, Erastus Jones was reluctant to claim all the credit for the year of the valleys, but there's no doubt that the whole 12 month of events galvanised people's thinking. It drew in churches, trade unions, historians and voluntary organisations. Work, health, transport, the arts, the environment, all of these issues were picked over. Paul Ballard, who took a lead role in shaping the year with Erastus Jones, and who co-authored the book about it, emphasises that 1974 was a watershed, a crucial moment of change, the period of welfare and local government reforms, the oil crisis, the miners' strikes and the three-day week, two elections and the run-up to the referendum on Europe, severe inflation and the spectre of government cuts. So it isn't just these days that the changes we face seem overwhelming. Paul Ballard and Erastus Jones were motivated by deep-held beliefs they shared about humanity, that it's only together, in society, in community, in the quality of our relationships and in the institutions that unite us, that we can find our true selves. The Year of the Valleys wasn't a pressure group or an organisation. Indeed, it wasn't anything like anything else that Wales had seen before. It was an unconventional approach, and it needed to be, to give the valleys a voice in those troubled times. The pits were closing. Some people suggested that everyone should be moved out and the valleys drowned for reservoirs. Many thought 
that the iron laws of the market would force tens of thousands to leave anyway, and that little would be lost if they did, as though everything that the valley stood for, our sense of belonging, our shared history, the sense of place and togetherness, fair play and fair dues, as though all of that counted for nothing and could be condemned as uneconomic along with the pits and the steelworks. The year of the valleys may have been the first time that valleys people stood up and said, we are going to be here after coal. So how are we going to make that work? Erastus Jones and Paul Ballard wanted to bring all of the valleys together, from Gwent to Carmarthenshire. But there was one particular valley they couldn't ignore. The Rhondda was accorded a special place in the year's calendar, a dedicated conference held at the College of Further Education in Llunapia, what's now Corriga Camoedd. Two hundred people turned up, and as you'd expect, if you put that number of Rhondda citizens together, the debate about the Valley's future was fierce. But even in their disagreements, the sense of a way forward began to come clear. It would be wrong to draw a direct line from that conference to the Penegraig Community Project and the emergence of a fantastic organisation like Valley's Kids. But I think you can see something of the same thought processes at work. In the need that was identified for a fight back. Most of the events and the thinking that went into the 1974 year of the Valleys are forgotten now. Understandably so, half a century has passed since then. But there's one occasion that lots of people still remember, a rugby match played in Penegraig. Graig Park hosted many prestigious matches in those years. I was there. But I refreshed my memory about them the other day with Penegraig RFC stalwarts Arvon Henderson, Mal Perry, David Hathaway and Kel Cook. One of the biggest crowds ever at Greig Park, they told me, came on September the 30th, 1974. As part of the Year of the Valleys, a Carwin James International 15 played a Valleys 15. Welsh legends from that golden era turned up in force to play in support of the cause. Other stars came from far and wide, from Scotland and Ireland and, yes, England too, Blonde-haired winger David Duckham and rangy number eight Andy Ripley. When the talented Mr Ripley arrived in the Ronda, he was misdirected to the old Penegraig pitch, the welfare, the end of Mercado Street, which was more or less derelict by this time. He nearly turned tail and headed straight home before someone pointed him towards the spanking new ground with its floodlights and grandstands. Penegraig's Alan Lott, appeared at tight head for the Valleys team, sharing the pitch he played regularly on with some of the greats of the game. His opposing prop was Lions test starter Ian Mighty Mouse McLaughlin. As Alan Lott boasted afterwards, I put the squeeze on him. But the biggest cheer of the night came after Duckham scored. On the Tannoy, Penegraig clubman Roy Whitbread colloquialised the winger's name by announcing, Try for the International 15 by 
Die, Duckham. So how about it? 50 years on, the year of the valleys 2024. Why? Because the challenges we face now are every bit as daunting as those of 1974. Because, despite 1974 and all the heroic work that's been done since, we're still worse off in every possible way you could measure than other parts of Britain which benefited from the wealth that we sweated and toiled to create. It's not fair. But this isn't about playing the victim. It's about standing up and saying proudly, this is who we are, this is what we have, this is what we need, and this is how we'll get it. So there'll be rallies and workshops, exhibitions and teach-ins, inspirational talks by Valley's people who are leaders in many fields of human endeavour, rock concerts and plays, films and podcasts, celebrations of world-class Valley's music-making. Oh, and a rugby match, which will show that the talent we produce here is still capable of taking on the very best from anywhere. And... Put in the squeeze on them. The Year of the Valleys 2024. I'm going to start phoning people. The Welsh Government, the Future Generations Commissioner, a couple of people I know who can lay their hands on some funding to kickstart the whole project. Let's be ambitious. A year-long festival. It's two years away. We could get it designated. Officially. The Year of the Valleys 2024. I'm John Geraint Roberts. John on the Ronda. Now, where'd I put that number for Alan Wynne Jones? <laughs> <laughs>